listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is the Frank Skinner Show. I'm Emily Dean and I'm standing in for Frank today because he's walked. He hasn't. He's currently indisposed. And we wish you better, you glorious Birmingham. Um, I'm not alone today. I haven't gone Greta Garbo. I'm joined mm. by two men who are both what I'm going to call surprisingly nice looking for a comic. Oh, are you OK that's... with that? I'll, I'll take that. Backhanded. No, I'll take it. <laughs> it's all right when I say it. Yeah. Uh, it's Alan Cochran and Gareth Richards. You can tweet us on at Frank on the radio or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Hi, Alan. Hi, Gareth. Morning. I mean, as a demographic, the uh, population of comedians has improved as, uh, as eye candy goes over mm. the last, I would say, decade. This. You know that who's the who's the guy who I don't know. The, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel uncomfortable about putting people into the attractive and unattractive category. Well, especially so, in these times. Like Joel Domit. He's Joel a handsome Domit, boy. Yeah, isn't he's he? really like, skewed the stats. I think he was a game changer. I think when he came along and was actually funny, people went, "Oh, it can be done." Like, well, I think he's made it hard for the rest. Yeah, because yeah. Because before sure. him, you could have what I believe Russell Howard calls good-looking for a comic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. unfortunately, that's all gone out the window now it's just yeah. good looking anyway we might get in terrible trouble we're you know from the ugly comics that are <laughs> up they're, they're asleep now the the many many ugly comics no i've are been through i've been right through now. all them um, <laughs> i have some on a different subject so frank's not ill isn't he that's why he's not in <laughs> oh. <laughs> about my different. birmingham like that um so i need some advice from you both oh god if that's okay I think you're quite good on advice, yeah, both of you. Yeah, come to the right place. Bit of an expert in life. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's to do with the sort of low-level fury that I find myself feeling. Oh, now we're now, talking. Well, as I get... Oh, calm down, dear. <laughs> um, as I get older, I'm not prone to those sort of biblical rages that right. I used to get when I was a young woman. Mm. I don't think you can have those past about 30. I think it's a bit undignified, isn't it? Right, and exhausting, presumably, yeah. just the cadence being so jaggedy, you know, the up and yeah. down, like, yeah. I haven't got the time, dear. Yeah. So, but I do sometimes, I do sometimes just get just vaguely irritated. So I want to know how to deal with this. My first, it sounds like a riddle, my first <laughs> is a driving, my first is in, uh, it's a driving situation, Al. Oh, okay. I, so uh, as our, Alan is our driving uh, I correspondent. Was, I was formerly a motoring correspondent and then Emily started doing it, <laughs> just stole the job from me. Wow. This is to do with the crosstown thank you. How? Are you familiar with this? So if you let someone go, I call it the Gandalf. Uh, right, you shall yeah, yeah. not pass type yeah. of scenario. Right. And you have the bit of the standoff and then you think, who's going who's gonna to crumble first? Who's going to say, right. OK, you go? Yeah. I do think in that situation, I want a big old thank you. What, a wave or a nod or if it's nighttime, a flash of the lights? I want a smile. Oh. I want a big smile. Oh, yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> You're asking too much. But then again, I do a lot of my driving in the gritty north of England, so the smiles are... <laughs> well, I... I... Every, once every six months. Yeah, there's a <laughs> definite budget for them, yeah. <laughs> well, I had an incident this week. I should say at this point, actually, I believe Michael McIntyre does some very fine material on this, so I promise I'm not disrespecting MM. I love MM. I'm not mm. joke-stealing. But this happened to me. I was turning into my road, my road, my actual road, so it's mm -hmm. my manor. Yeah. So I just, you know, I'm not trying to lead the jury, I'm just saying right. I was in my road. You're feeling entitled. 
Yeah, yeah. OK, if, thank you, Gareth. If we could imagine such a thing. <laughs> the very idea. <laughs> a white... No, I was going to call him a white van, man. He was a man standing in front of a girl. No, he was a man driving a white van, mm, OK? okay. I'm sure there was a Union Jack somewhere involved. But anyway, oh, he hey, was in the white van... <laughs> Um, Brexit apologist. He was in the white van and he looked over at me. The sun was a bit in my eyes. You know, it wasn't a good mm. situation for me. I was feeling a bit irritable. And I thought he was doing his usual. You were irritated pass. by the sun. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying to reverse. So he stayed sort of stock still. I thought, okay, fine. I'm going to reverse. So I reversed that baby and he drove past me barely slowed down and what irritated me was he was his eyes were fixed on the road ahead in a sort of manner which seemed to suggest I'm not thanking you it wasn't I've forgotten there was something so I did something I'm not proud of threw your car door up and then he smashed it off no I might have honked my horn (laughs) (laughs) is that weird? a bit Gareth? um I feel your pain. I get, I get, um, I feel if people are over, just overly dismissive, if they let me, but I live in a, quite a narrow road where you have to let people pass all the time and sometimes people will have their hands on the wheel and just sort of move their finger just a tiny bit to tell you to go. And I <laughs> right. find that dismissive. It's not and enough it makes of a physical feel, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Burn more calories when you're thanking me. That's what you want. It just felt, I just wanted to indicate to him in some way that he'd... You know, he'd he'd thrown it in my face, and I wasn't yeah. very happy. And I wondered whether could we not have some symbol that would indicate displeasure? Mm-hmm. That's not some rude sign. A horn is too much, isn't it? You need a different sound, which is just like hmm. Yeah. Or what about a physical thing? You could flash it. What about an emoji? You know, the one where he's scratching his chin, as oh, if yeah. to say, "What's going on there?" Then yeah. We need the equivalent of that. If anyone's got any suggestions, please text in on eight twelve fifteen. Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, we've been talking about an incident I had with another driver. I think mm. incident may be overstating it if you uh, if you really study this. <laughs> I mean, what happened? You... An insurance company wouldn't refer to it as an incident. <laughs> no, no. What happened, if if I may, uh, pricey, it is it your witness is um, you were in a sort of face to face scenario with a with a, let's call it a white van man. Yeah. Uh, you parallel parked and he drove past with a fixed gaze upon the road <laughs> and did not acknowledge you. Is that... Mm. In any the, way. And then you beeped. Yeah. <laughs> I beeped him, essentially, and then I, I just, immediately regretted it and was embarrassed, so yeah. I drove on quickly. Can I tell you my worry? Please. I, I'll tell you my worry is that you beeped and he, in the distance, having already sped off... Yeah. He probably thought you beeped accidentally whilst trying to steer the car. That's my... He might not know... He doesn't that, even know I'm angry is what you're saying. I don't think he knows you're angry and he may worse think you're inept. <laughs> <laughs> That's my concern. Yeah. I think, Thanks for making me feel so much better about the whole well, you know, incident. You know, sometimes people do that. I mean, that yeah. is... Like, you know, if somebody has to That's parallel park outside a pub, they often make a real mess of it and as they're trying to turn around, they bang their elbow off the beepy bit, the horn, Well, when you when you um, faux horn... Motoring <laughs> correspondent says beepy bit. <laughs> we say horn like it's the magnificent men in their flying machine. What's, what's it called, that thing, the horn? But when I faux horn, 
or yeah. you know, like an unintentional horn. Mm, I'm yeah. really quick to I wave my hands around. I say sorry, sorry. Right. I want them to know there was no aggression on my part. I'm just saying, what's difficult about it is when there's no thank you. It is a bit like when you hold the door open for someone. Oh, I hear. Yeah. Well, I was I was going to say I think we've discussed this before, and I maintain the same position I did then <laughs> that if you hold the door for someone and they you're doing something nice. Yes. I agree that so you're a good We're person all agreed for doing on that. that. Mm-hmm. If they don't thank you and then you say, "Oh, well, don't say thank you then." Yeah. You are then attacking that person. Yeah. yeah so you've I'm gone a, I'm from doing something nice <laughs> to doing something really to, horrible to ruining their day. Yeah. Because okay. they didn't say thank you for the nice thing you do. And if you're only doing nice things for thank yous, you need to take a long, hard look at yourself. <laughs> I wow. think it's fine. I think it's fine to do nice things for thank yous. <laughs> it's fine. So what you're saying start is... start any time you like. <laughs> try what, and implement it. What you're saying is that I was at fault there, essentially. I just want to be absolutely clear about this. I'm just saying, don't get your sense of self from approval. From oh, others. I love this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you are, and also you're, you He might have been driving away, thinking, "Oh, I must be careful driving this van." But deep down in my heart, I'm so grateful to that saintly lady for letting me past, <laughs> and I can carry on with my life. May all <laughs> the saints praise her. He could have and, expressed uh, that through a wave, though, couldn't he? <laughs> he could have waved. He could have. He's all You know. Can I be honest? This guy sounds a little intense. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had a suggestion in for you, Emily. You were talking about um, driving acknowledgements, weren't you, I suppose yes. you'd call it. Um, when you say talking on some sort of middle-aged rant. I think you were. It's I not was. for me to say no. um, what your age is. OK. Um, well, it's not but, for anyone but, to say. Yes, it was a rant. Um, <laughs> no one knows uh, that, love. <laughs> Hello, team. Redriving acknowledgements. I love a re at the start of a <laughs> missive. Thank you for that. That already lets me know that this is a person that listens to the show. Uh, redriving acknowledgements. Possibly adapt a horn for an extra sound. <gasps> Namely, one of my favourite forms of audible displeasure, the classic tot. <laughs> Although... What it would make a film scene of a traffic jam sound like, I dread to think. <laughs> kind regards, 276. 276? That's mm. a bit of a life changer. Fine work. I'm going to investigate this. The alternative horn, what do you think? I don't know. You're looking I think, dubious, I think, Gareth Richards. I think the tut is one of the worst things you can do to another person. Oh. I find it... <laughs> sorry. Stick around. I, I had to. I'm sorry. <laughs> Room full of tarts. No, that's why it's so upsetting when someone... Do you? Do you not like a tart? Uh, yeah, no. My wife really, and children I both tut me and I often, me in the face. I they... often <laughs> confront people about tutting. Do tutting, you? Specifically me. I don't say I have a problem with it in the general sense, but specifically, yeah, I get tutted. Well, it's the ultimate act of passive aggression, isn't it? So, I mean, I should mm. like it. Yeah, um, yeah you're right. But I, fi- I just find... Find it, yeah. It's not enough for me. The tar. Right. I want something. I want something midway between the biblical sort of you know epic rage mm-hmm. and the tar, essentially. So nice try, but I just mm. need something else. Yeah, the tut could just be like a bit of food stuck between two teeth. Exactly. You, you want people to know that there's a problem rather than that. That, that morning they ate an apricot or something. Exactly. You know. I, want, I mean, I need it to signal slightly greater displeasure. 
Right. Okay. How about you know how they have speed awareness courses? What about a politeness awareness course? So oh, maybe, yeah. maybe there could be some system where if three people come across you and feel like you need to go on this course and they send in your number plate to a particular place, then you get a <laughs> thing in the post. But I think that's great. I think you should be able to report people for rudeness. I sometimes mm. feel when I've been in that situation, I think can, what can I do? Like a can I take hotline. a pe- Well, I just do you think... not worry you might be doing serious time if that was the case? <laughs> no, I think, can not... I take a picture of the number plate and can I send this to someone? I mean, when I'm yeah. stationary, mm. I might add. Yes, of course. I think, later. can I send this to someone? Who do I send this to, to report them the internet, for not being very is, nice this is exactly what social media was invented for isn't it like spiteful shaming shaming yeah. I do think Al though I mean I the politeness awareness course is a great idea because I have been on the speed awareness course have you been on one or yeah. are you not oh okay you're, you're admitting that <laughs> yeah I respect you well you're not an insurer are you well, of course this, I admit it. <laughs> <laughs> well not yet we'll see how things go um but that's where I learned the fabulous phrase. Do you know this, Gareth? The man who did the speed awareness course mm. taught me Smidzy. Oh, yeah. Smidzy. Smidzy. We've I- all been in that situation. Smidzy. Sorry, mate, I didn't see you. <laughs> <gasps> ah. Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. Nice. So we've had a text in from 573. Um, he says, when I stop to allow someone... to So we're talking about um, thanking people when yeah. they stop for you in the road. And um, 573 says, when I stop to allow someone to give someone right away... And he says right away. <laughs> oh, like, like sort of Phyllis <laughs> O'Fish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, o apostrophe <laughs> rather than O F. So he's na- saved he saved no time with keyboard <laughs> with typing. You know what? That's just his vernacular. Yeah, yeah. he's just representing he's himself just a as a human. Right away, kind of guy. Yeah. Do you think he writes gonna? You know when people write that in text. <laughs> well, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Continue five seven three. When I stop to allow someone to give someone right away, I <laughs> modify my speed so we can both keep moving past the obstacle. If it's obvious my courtesy is not going to receive any acknowledgement, yes. then I will stall. <gasps> Have trouble starting, You're thus a genius. forcing them to stop. Smiling and waving apologetically, of course. Warwick Pratchard and Tolkien, 60s rocker. Excellent. What's his name? <laughs> I, I think it's quite a long double oh, barrel okay, name. Fine. Warwick Pratchard in Torquay. 60s rocker. Uh, it's, he's in Torquay. I don't think that's his second name. <laughs> oh. That's his situation. Also, if he's in Torquay, how often is he having to pull in for passing <laughs> traffic? There's about eight people there, isn't there? Well, also, but I like the idea of the intentional stall. Yes. Mm. And also, it's quite 70s stalling the car. I mean, you never see weird, people doing that. Sorry, impossible mate. nowadays. It doesn't really It's happen. actually it's so passive-aggressive, that, because it... Like, that does a lot to their ego, because it's yeah. they're stalling, so it should be them that's embarrassed, <laughs> but actually they're thinking, gotcha, now I've wasted, like, 15 seconds of your life with my fake stall. That is yes. good. Very good. Do you know, Warwick and Torquay, I think you've cracked it. You know, sometimes, uh, I think in the past on this show, we've been talking about people tailgating, you know, when they drive too close to the back of your car. Yes, I do, because I am that person. It's very dangerous. I know, though. Sorry. I hate to be such a square, but it is. I don't do it since my speed awareness course, one yeah. which I learned about Smidzy. Mm. Right, and other other things, presumably. Yeah, yeah speed um, limit. But somebody 
Somebody texted this show and said when people are driving that close to the back of their car, they consider it a victory if they can squish their windscreen washers <laughs> and get the car behind. <laughs> and that just sort of takes the sting out of it. And yeah. I've recently, when my, um, when my children are in the car, I've recently started to use a yellow card system for other drivers that my son finds very funny. So if someone pulls in in front of me, I will reach into... Ah. A, a fake chest pocket and oh, I'll just do this. a yellow card. You've got to the... be careful if you're, you know, well, you don't there's... want to be near anyone presidential when you're doing that. Yeah, don't reach and... into the jacket. <laughs> true, true, yeah. Mm. And there is no red card, so, like, it's it's a yeah. it's a bit of a bluff. Well, that's what I mean. A red or a yellow card is, yeah, system yeah. would be good. You're basically mm. saying I'm displeased. So when you get your licence, we should all get a red and a yellow card. Yeah. And then you just have it on... Ideally, if you're driving with just alone, you could have it on the passenger seat where I often have um, a bag of apples. <laughs> well, I have a dog on my passenger seat. Oh, right. He's very firmly secured and strapped well, in. Well, the dog could hold your uh, red and yellow card. for the <laughs> Not rolling around like the apples. <laughs> no, the apples, you're right, they are a hazard. I think if someone saw a dog, a Shih Tzu, raising a yellow card, oh, that might be the weirdest thing they'd ever Game seen. Changer. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Although I like this, the windscreen spray thing because... Actually, some sort of spray would be a good p- way to let people know you're not happy with them. That's right. A water maybe pistol, we should maybe. have a super soak. Water yeah. pistol. This is a great <laughs> idea. Someone needs to patent this immediately. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, I did a really hu- a horrible breath then. Oh, was you that hear you? It. it was really audible. I went. <sighs> was that you? I thought it was Gareth. No, it was me. Treat oh. for the listeners. Yeah, yeah some, <laughs> that was a real some breathing for, there. That was a grounds for divorce breath. <laughs> I'm absolutely ready. Um, five five six has been in touch, and I I, I like this. We've got another read. Via the text, Alan, which is on eight twelve fifteen. It is yes, very good. Slick radio hosting that, <laughs> Emily. If you don't mind me saying. Thank you. Team re Gandalfgate, <laughs> which uh, thou shalt not pass. Uh, yeah. When my dog is asleep on the couch and I need to move him to sit down, find the TV remote, etc., he lets out a kind of low-pitched warning growl, (laughs) as if to say, if this keeps going in this direction, something very bad is going to happen. Could that be the alternative you're looking for? That might work, like a sort of kind of deep primal growl, but maybe a button on the car dashboard. I know, that. but I think that's going to... I'm going to embarrass myself doing that. I can't wind down the... I say wind down the window. I do have electrics. Also, I would worry that I would press the button when I was trying to windscreen wash and, you know, to, or indicate, and then suddenly it's like... <laughs> Is that how you do it? This would be my, my low-level warning growl would be... <laughs> Is that well, a bit Chewbacca? I didn't, I didn't do my physical and vocal warm-up this morning. And I don't think I got it quite as deep as I wanted. I was about an octave off, I think. Okay, that's uh, good advice, though. Keep it coming. I'm enjoying it. Yes, I think I like that's that. good. Um, I mean, as we say every week on this show, it's probably time to talk about the bio tapestry. Isn't it? <laughs> a late review. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a late review. Very good. <laughs> what? How terrible it is? No. Well, well, how terrible it is. You say that. It might be coming here. 
Well, well this is true. It might be coming to England. T- tell us about the Bayeux Tapestry, Al. Um, it might be coming to England, that's it. Mm. Well, <laughs> that's that really was it. the story, is a bit of yeah. beige cloth might come here in 2020. There seems to be diplomacy <laughs> happening between us and France at the moment. Who knew? We're, we're, and, um, Emmanuel Macron, hello. <laughs> um, is so he over I do here? It. Is it's he visiting? Right when you do I don't it. know, let me know. Toby Young um, does it, not so horrible. <laughs> you do it, fine. Absolutely fine. <laughs> Um, 2,000 years. But he says, <laughs> what you're essentially... I don't think it's such a nice gift, Alan. I've got to be honest. What is this? I mean, it's not a gift, it's a loan, we should say. Loan, it's one yeah. of those loan shops. Mm. But yeah. they're essentially asking us to relive a very traumatic period in our history when they True. owned us. It yeah. is sort of, isn't it like an ex saying, I've taken this video of when I dumped you and then you can just relive it all the time? <laughs> yeah, I'd like you to keep it for a few months and some yeah. point in the well, future. Yeah. more literally, as an ex saying, <laughs> well, you know our nasty breakup? I've embroidered that breakup <laughs> on a very long bit of material. I'm, I'm glad you've said commemorate em- it. I'm glad you've said embroidered there because it is not a tapestry. It's an embroidery. Oh, and... I'm apparently. really glad you've cleared that up because that keeps me awake at night. <laughs> you know what? Apparently, there are some people. What is in the, the difference? Apparently, there are some people in the history community that call it the bio embroidery. <laughs> and I love those people. It's the history community, I'm, like Frank's SM community, so, to yeah. you. What do you do? I, I might join the uh, history community that refer to it as the bio embroidery because it is not, and I repeat, not a tapestry. So, is a tapestry. I don't know the more difference, speaking, but I know it's not. I don't want to fall out over embroidery. I know it's not one. I read it in three different articles. <laughs> it's definitely an embroidery. What about oh. they've got it in a museum called La Musée de la Tapisserie de Bayeux? Well, that's a bad idea, because what about if it moves? You're <laughs> yeah. stuck, aren't you? Well, With a terrible-sounding specific museum. You should have just called yeah. it the Bayeux Museum. The oh, Museum yeah. of the Biotapestry. <laughs> R- apologies. <laughs> <laughs> There is currently no tapestry. And also, I don't know what other reason people are going to buy her for, but I feel like the tourist industry there is going to (laughs) suffer. Can I just say, I've seen Bayer Tapestry. I can't, I'm not confident about my pronunciation of it. If anyone has a definitive pronunciation for it, do we say Bayer, Bayer? How how are they going to text us that? It's just (laughs) spell it phonetically. You or can send spell us it. a voice memo. You can spell it phonetically, <laughs> can't you? Don't send us any voice memos, please. No, don't. Please don't We're do that. We're on the radio. We cannot listen to them. How do you pronounce the bio embroidery? Please <laughs> let us know. Oh, and is it an embroidery or is it a tapisserie? Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're talking about the uh, bio tapestry. We've actually had... Tapisserie. We've had a... a, a way to pronounce it sent to us by Simon in Sheffield. Hi um, Simon. He says morning beast. Oh, it's, hard, it's hardly Simon in Perry, but um, we'll take you. He's calling us B Squad, which I think we'll take. Okay. Skinner's not here. There's no two ways about it. No, I mean that's aimed true. at me, isn't it? No, no, I think it's effectively. <laughs> no, it's aimed at all We've of us. We've got squads here. Look, I'm happy okay, to be okay, B-Squad. Okay, okay. No man gets okay. left behind, Gareth. It's fine, all right? Yeah, it's I'm like happy Bravo to be Bravo 2-0 or Black Hawk Down yeah. or whatever. I don't want to be in the A-team with BA going on about the plane. <laughs> As you were. I really wanted to do an impression of <laughs> no, BA. No, I know, but, but we are not allowed. Um, my mother said... I pity the fool who would do an impression of BA. Oh! 
Still didn't do the voice, though, did he? Didn't do the voice. No, didn't no, no. do the voice. No, you can't do the voice. My mother always said it's bay, as in Baywatch, and uh, as in your reaction to eating something gross, like sprouts, for instance. Bay-er. Much love, Simon Sheffield. That's a brilliant Bay-er. way of remembering mm. it. I'll always but, remember that. No, but who cares? It's what his mum said. <laughs> it's not. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, she might not She's know not, it. Like, what's the, she- the Sheffield mum. Yeah. But also. Simon's mum. <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah. Well, you've just got beef with Simon because of that bee spot comment. I'm okay have, with it, yeah. to be honest. Beef and sprouts. I'm absolutely fine yeah, with it. Yeah, I like it. sprouts. Why do we Can only I eat say, at Christmas? That's what I want to know. Another thing about the... I'm going to I'm going to use Simon's mum's pronunciation. I'd care more bay, about what Simon says. Bay, Put your hands good. on your head. <laughs> the Bayeux tapestry. Yeah. David Baddiel's 13-year-old son, Ezra, had a great review of the Bayeux tapestry. Mm-hmm. He said... Who drew that a little kid with his eyes closed? <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a very apt summary. I mean, I don't know how much you've... This is stu- certainly not a drawing, by the way. <laughs> how no. much you... It's an embroidery. <laughs> yeah. I it's don't... not a tapestry well, or a drawing. you say that, how many of us have seen it up close and personal? I have. OK? It was okay. many you years like ago. It? You don't seem to be no. enamoured with I, it. I felt disappointed. It was very long and beige. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's not the first tr- no, okay. <laughs> review you've given that to. <laughs> Apologies. But, um, <laughs> the new- <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is the Frank Skinner Show. I should say Frank's not here this morning. No. Which, you know, I'm a bit gutted about. We have already been called a bee squad, but we're quite comfortable with it. Yeah. I'm here with Gareth Richards and I'm here with Alan Cochran. You can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. This morning we're talking about the Bayeux <laughs> tapestry and how Only that, or... it's somewhat <laughs> underwhelming. Amongst, amongst other things like petty motoring moments. <laughs> yes, we have that as well, ongoing. It's really just that, actually. That's ongoing. Petty motoring moments and Bayeux tapestry. And the tapestry. Bayeux tapestry, which yeah. I've seen in person. Person. So I feel somewhat qualified to comment. The Bayeux? Yeah, the Bayeux. The real one or the one in Reading? No, I didn't a... go. I haven't been to Reading. Oh. Um, so... I mean, I'm sure I have at some point. <laughs> but you I have mean, been to Bayeux. I didn't. Yeah, welcome to my world. Weirdo. <laughs> um, they say on the Bayeux tapestry, well, Haley's it depicts big moments in history. Haley's Comet. That's not Haley's Comet. It's a daisy. That's oh, not Haley. I don't believe it's Haley's Comet. Really? Do, well, it's like when people attribute things afterwards, that must be Haley's Comet. It's like oh, there will right. be a man called Hister. He means Hitler. No, he meant Hister. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do you see? Yes. Mm. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of Hitler. Oh, whoa, do, do we want whoa, to be? <laughs> well, it's interesting. It, I don't mind funny stuff about his doll, but that's <laughs> no, it. No, the biotapestry has been used <laughs> as sort of like a statement of intent towards the UK. So well, in Napoleon in right. 1804, mm-hmm. he moved the biotapestry oh. to Paris He did because did he? he was thinking of invading the yes. UK. Have you been hanging out with some of Alan's <laughs> friends in the history community? <laughs> and then in 1944, oh. um, the the Nazi Nazis moved the biotapestry tapestry to Paris again because embroidery. they would think... Uh, embroidery. <laughs> I bet they didn't get corrected like that all the no, time. No, probably not. Um, Can I also... Well, I think also 
when you say you embroider something, that means you take the facts and then you add stuff to it. So yes. it's not a good way of recording history, really, is it, the embroidery? Because True it suggests enough. some... The, well, it's not a good way of recording history if everyone's got sort of strange wonky legs and horses <laughs> yeah. with strange stumpy heads Mate, and I mean, funny feet. You don't know that's not how people look back then. So. True enough. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> on people, any photos. People were saying, you know, on the news when I was seeing this, they were saying it's, it depicts, it's the gruesome depiction of an English defeat. Is it gruesome? Jeez. It's an embroidery of stick men. <laughs> it's not really gruesome. You know what it's actually happened? It's not Saw happened, 5, though. is it? You know what happened? Somebody that was at the, the, the Battle of Hastings that's depicted on it was telling somebody about it years <laughs> later and they went, whoa, 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 pick, sorry, it didn't happen. And then they went, OK, I'll be with you in a year or two. And then they brought back the embroidery. And then they said, wait here a minute while I just stitch this cotton axe (laughs) in a a weird sand farrow and ball (laughs) colour. Yeah, I'm so. The other thing I notice about Mm. this tapisserie is that there's no continuity. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not going to stop that now. Is that what it is? Is that how you say it in French? Tapisserie. I believe so. It sounds like a cake shop. I believe so. Again, do... Because patisserie is a cake shop, isn't it? True. Now, the buyer patisserie, I would love that. Mm. I'd eat that in a heartbeat. But there's no continuity. They keep changing outfit. One minute Edward the Confessor's wearing olive green trousers. The next minute, he's got some other outfit on. Oh, it's like someone. It's like they had more than one person doing it, and I just, you know, I don't yeah, know. They definitely had more than one person doing it. But I yeah, want lots to of nuns, I, team of embroiderers. Mm. I want to, you and that embroidery. We should say actually that would be a good text in this morning. Should we? Yeah, I should say. Yeah. Um, anyone who's seen any other sort of phenomenon that they found underwhelming? Oh, because I tell you what, I've got a few words to say on the uh, tour de Fel. That's the Eiffel Tower. All right. My accent slipped a bit then. A bit embarrassing. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, oh, go on. What no, were you going to say? you go. No, please. Gents first. <laughs> um, 757, Sue in Reading has been in touch. Hi. Here in Reading, we have a replica of the bio tapestry in the museum. Yes. However, the nude figures on the original have been clothed because the replica was embroidered in Victorian times. Regards, oh. Sue Camfield. Now, Sue. Thanks, Sue. Thanks for your missing. Yeah, they've, um, <laughs> however, they've taken out some of the long beige bits. Very uh-huh. good. Very Do you good. know there is a naked man on there? Mm, He's got himself what, into. Not on the one in Reading. A little no. bit of trouble. He's been dressed in the one in Reading because it was done later. Uh, I see. As Sue yes. was just explained. Yes, however, I understand, Sue. Can I just say? Sue, you've called it the bio tapestry, and oh, then later dear. on you've said that it's embroidered in Victorian times. <laughs> now pick a team, Sue. Pick a team. You're going to have to. Te- you're going to spend a Just lot some of time consistency here over the next two years. Correct, correcting people. You're right on the tapisserie. You're going to have a full-time job outside of that exhibit. And <laughs> <laughs> so, you're right, picketing. Oh, you're right, I'm going to have to get over it right now, aren't I? <laughs> so I said I was a bit... I asked people to text in if they had anything they'd seen up close, like the Mona Lisa, a lot of people say they find that a bit underwhelming mm, right. when they see it. I mean, and I would be inclined to agree. Check out, you know, Leonardo's John the Baptist. Well, with Might um, be far superior work, I would say. You, you've already have you seen Leonardo I, just John the Baptist. Oh, oh here we go. You've, uh, oh. I wouldn't say you've lit up the switchboard, switchboard but uh, <laughs> had 
to do it, Al, sorry. Things you found underwhelming. Sydney Opera House, now referred to in our house as the Mini Opera House. <laughs> <laughs> My brother and I... Oh, this is is this I, you or the texter? Me, Alan, okay. Alan Cochran. Okay. When I first moved to London, my brother came and uh, we were in the middle of London just walking about and then we are at this place, huge, shiny and loads of tourists and we're there going, that must be summer, what is that? It must be something because everyone's obviously excited about it. Buckingham Palace is what it's known oh, as. But I we did not, we were just going, it must that. be something, it's obviously a thing. <laughs> it's um, a big building. Yeah, it was a big shiny building with a gate. As, it's all right, isn't it? As what I'm going to call new Londoners, essentially. Yeah. Were, were you slightly underwhelmed by Piccadilly Circus when you first <laughs> yes. saw it? Because really, let's be honest, what is it? It's a branch of boots yeah, and true. a man sprayed silver dressed as Yoda <laughs> yeah. with a bowler hat out for money. I mean, a there's nothing... A couple of statues. Couple of sta- lights, there's nothing going the on lights, there. Massive the sports lights. shop. Ad- the lights that say TDK, which is an <laughs> older video company. Yeah. <laughs> slightly outdated. Yeah. I just think Piccadilly Circus is a bit disappointing. I can it's imagine just, getting on the tube if I was a tourist and thinking, come on, we're going to go there, we're going to go to Piccadilly... And expecting it to be like Times Square. Mm. And it's, you know, there's an Angus Steakhouse, very nice. But, you know... Um, TripAdvisor. <laughs> <laughs> 327 said Tour de France, totally underwhelming, whoosh, whoosh, and it's all over. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's true. Um, we went to, uh, over Christmas period, we went to the Tower of London. Did you? Oh, that sounds good, though. Oh, give my love to the 70s. Was it quite gory? Who's there anymore? (laughs) Well, uh, quite a lot of people, it turns out. (laughs) Really? really? Busy, but with lots of international tourists, I would say. People from all over the world. Did you queue, then? Big, long queues. Okay. Um, Big, long queues to see the crown jewels. Okay. (laughs) Behave yourself. Sorry. Can we behave, please? I know Sorry. Big Daddy's not here, but we've got to hold it together. We, we already have this problem with long and beige, didn't we? I know, we? we've got to keep yeah. this fragile boat afloat. Because <laughs> so uh, the, the crown jewels are the big attraction. <laughs> keep okay. saying it. I'm actually going to go to some music, because I think we're struggling. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're going over live to our correspondent Gareth Richards over at the Tower of London now. <laughs> yes, so um, we went to see the Tower of London over Christmas. My wife has always wanted to see the Crown Jewels. Yep. Please, can we move on yes. from any... Anyway, yes. and... Um, That's so what she they're, said. <laughs> they're on display. There's a very long queue outside. Then you go down through a windy, cordoned-off bit, still outside, and then you go inside, and there's about three big rooms with nothing in. <laughs> Nothing in. Can just I... projections on the walls. Well, this isn't fooling anyone. Can I just ask a question at this point? Mm-hmm. What is the attraction of the Tower of London? I've heard of ravens. Is it just the crown jewels? There's... I say just. I mean, they're impressive <laughs> well, specimens, I'm an, but... I'm an expert on this okay. subject. There's the crown jewels, there's the White Tower which is the one in the a square one in the middle of the enclosure mm-hmm. where you go through there and there's a lot of weapons in there. Oh, brilliant. Right. I mean, one's got crown jewels and the other's full of weapons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, but that, so the crown jewels, you have to queue for a long time and like rooms with nothing in. And I think somewhere there's a big load of jewels and stuff from the royalty. Just get it all out. Yeah. Put it all out there. Right. Show it all. Like Show a car us all boot of it. sale. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a logistics nightmare, that. <laughs> just... 
how it all out. Like, is each jewel going to have its own security guard? Alan's sort of roadie approach to life. Yeah, yeah. Which I really enjoy. I mean, that is a logistical no, you've nightmare. Got, you've got people Chats. walking through empty rooms just waiting. Surely yeah. there's more stuff. I like then, it. It sounds like a Kate Bush video in the 80s. <laughs> when you finally get to the crown jewels, there's a con- like you've been moving very slowly all the time, and then there's a conveyor belt. <laughs> What, sort of so, generation game? Yeah. Some sushi's <laughs> coming past. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but you, you can go, if you want to go close to the jewels, there's a conveyor California belt, so it's moving you along. So you can only, like, you know, you, you have, have to, to be running them. along the travelator like gladiators to keep looking at one thing. Hang on, oh. are you suggesting the crown jewels are on some kind of sushi travelator? <laughs> no, the crown jewels are stationary. And oh. you're People on the travelator. Like, it's like, yo, sushi, around the crown jewels. Oh, so you go around. Sushi places are available. But why can't you just see them? Can't you just press a button and say, no, I'm, I want to stand here. I want to be stationary while I view them. <laughs> no, you cannot do that. You can't it get moves off. moves you on. I mean, you can go back round. Oh, so you could just stay on. What is this for? Is this the, to stop thieving? I think like it's it just to be. keep people moving because the stationary... <laughs> why? The stationary cabinets were quite hard to see in because... There were stationary all... cabinets there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's less impressive than I thought. It's like, the, the, like an office. Well, just some no, pencils. just I mean, the cabinets that weren't moving, not Three royal pens. stationary cabinets. All right. <laughs> With um, ER on the files. Yeah, so the, there's the move, the travelator bit, which moves you past the main j- crowns and everything with mm. the jewels on. Mm. But then there's a raised... Just behind that, there's a raised platform where you can go higher and then you can look over the people on the travelator and then you can spend all the time you want there, but you are looking at them from a distance. But then with those bits, they've got like little plaques telling you what it is. And then a little metal version of the crown, smaller. Right. But so you can feel like you're touching it and feel what it, <laughs> But it's not the real thing and it's right. smaller. So they've got a facsimile very, of the of the crown. Very unusual, and I mean they were pretty jewels, but it was quite a short bit of travelator. And um, I like they were pretty jewels. <laughs> Did you put that on TripAdvisor? And then by the time we, a magpie. By the time we got into the jewels, Elijah, my youngest, needed a wee, so I had to oh, take no. him out. <laughs> Oh. Of course, he's needing a wee, but he's stuck on a circular travelator. So. <laughs> yeah, but he could have grabbed one of those California rolls while he was there. Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute radio. We're talking about Gareth's trip to the Tower of London. Mm. And generally unimpressive... Um, wonders of the world that people yes. have seen yes. things that are supposed to be exactly so we saw the crown jewels that um, took quite a long time and then there wasn't much of it and then there's a white tower in the middle and there's a torture section which was really short is like, it? because I think right. basically you when think people that'd be long and drawn yeah. out <laughs> yeah. a bit of a chore <laughs> strange ironically that would have been the whole point of it well ironically that would have been the purpose of my visit and I would have wanted to have yeah. spent some time dwelling in the torture yeah, chamber torture yeah. fans. but I think when people torture people <laughs> they a much overlooked <laughs> section of society yeah. <laughs> I think when people torture people though they cover their tracks they don't uh, tend to keep the memorabilia when around. A, when I go to a historical <laughs> thing, 
I don't want to look at jewellery. I want to hear no, about yeah, torture. That's exactly I was very disappointed about that. So Can that I... was like one room <sighs> and then you're through it and it's like, well, that was... And, you know, a rack isn't great to look at because it's basically just <laughs> bits of wood. A rack? No, a rack. A rack. Okay. Like for stretching <laughs> okay. people. Just oh, don't take that out of context. It's going to cause all sorts of problems. Rack. Yeah, not a rack. <laughs> um... Um, and also, don't take out of context Alan Cochran saying, I want to look at torture. Yeah. Okay? Well, that's probably to avoid, you know, your yeah. sort of, you know, people okay. who just want to... Anyway. Okay. So, so um, what happens so in the torture chamber? Or does well, that no, stay in the torture short. chamber? It was just, like, you just go through and it's... Uh, and also, it was a bit prim and a bit like they don't <laughs> want to be... You know, it's not like the um, London dungeon where they love all the gruesome stuff. It was like, actually, torture didn't happen that much in the UK. Oh, very much. oh like it was they a were PC a like torture a chamber. You might have hit the nail on the head there. Cause mm. it's so well, don't close do that to in the, the torture chamber. It's so close to the <laughs> yeah, dungeon. They, they might be thinking, oh, we can't really do torture. <laughs> they do it. It's just <laughs> down the road. Well, then thunder. don't do it. Give torture up on it. Torture fans are going to be just at the dungeon. They're not. <laughs> we're getting the jewellery crowd. That's what they're thinking. <laughs> But then we went in the white tower, which is the square bit in the middle. That's, like, got a thing. So I thought, oh, we'll go in there. And then, so the Crown Jewels was quite short. The torture thing centre was one room, torture centre. <laughs> and I like then, that you've modernised it. And isn't it funny, torture chamber sounds quite sort of medieval, <laughs> yeah. whereas torture centre sounds highly unpleasant. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but then it was an exhibition about all the weapons that they've got, and that lasted absolutely ages. There was about four floors of it. You kept having to go up windy stairs. I felt, like, imprisoned in the Tower of London, which is, you know, ironic. That's what it's made for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Ethan, he just got in his head. He didn't care about the Tower of London. All he wanted to do... We should say this is your son, not your civil partner. (laughs) Was to go... (laughs) (laughs) Or husband, as it would be now. He was obsessed with going to the fast food place he'd seen on the way in nearby, which okay. was a fried chicken outlet. Okay. So all the way, we're trying to give. I can't them, imagine what which one that would be. We're trying to give them, you know, a historical education, and he's going KFC. Are we going to KFC? Are we going to KFC? <laughs> oh, Other places are available. Yes. And then he said, "What does KFC stand for?" And I said. Kentucky Fried Chicken mm. and then all the way around he was just going did you know that KFC oh. stands for Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> so we're in a historical place to learn about history and, and that, he just that keeps, was his, that's his can I just call that nugget. that was his nugget for the day yeah. very good oh, you got there too very other fried good. chicken places are available okay I'm glad I'm glad you made that clear but yeah, I'm sorry that your visit was so disappointing. Well, no, I loved I love spending time with my family and doing whatever Laura <laughs> wants to do, and I valued the quality time we spent in that. That was um, place rich with history and heritage. Gareth turned into a Tory MP suddenly. <laughs> I love spending quality time with my family. Scandals after this. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, we've had a text in of other um, tourist attractions that aren't very good. We've got um, 498, High B Team, the not-so-great Wall of China. Hang on, hang on, hang on. High B Team? Are we OK? I can oh, live with what it. They've decided the people okay, have spoken. And also, you know what? Yes, <laughs> 52% of them think yeah. we're the B team. The people have spoken. <laughs> yeah. And also... And sure, it'll cost us 50 billion, but we will get to borrow a tapestry. <laughs> the great embroidery. thing is, also... <laughs> <laughs> 
this person has started with the Great Wall of China, and I'm really happy with that. So <laughs> yes, they can say whatever they like. Four nine eight. Um, Hi, B team. The not-so-great wall of China. The bit where the tourists are was built in the 80s and the rest is a shambles. <laughs> Save yourself the bother. Thanks. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make a note of that. I wonder if that's Don't a go and see the great wall. I mean, I don't, I don't want to upset Donald Trump, but I think walls are overrated. Oh, Adrian's oh. wall's pretty rubbish as well. It's about a foot and a half. You can stride across it with ease. Also, just call yourself Adrian like everyone else. <laughs> Adrian, what are you doing? It's Adrian. Adrian's wall. I'll tell you one thing that is good about the bio tapestry is how many people have got um, what are cliched, boring names. There's like Williams and Normans. <laughs> yes, it's right. really, it's, uh, Anyway. All right, Alan and Gareth. Harold. Yeah, Alan and Gareth. We're probably in there somewhere. There's an you. Edward. Um, the but confessor. There, is, uh, there is. There are. There are people that say this is. Um, there's a bit of subterfuge with the Macron. Uh, offering us in inverted commas the uh, the bio tapestry because there are some people saying why would he do that yeah what's in it? He, what's going on with macron he, i think there's two possibilities one i think they might need to hoover where it is oh and yeah they, they need to give it a clean like, like let's move and we'll hoover behind we the tapestry say, uh, yeah. we need some slash embroidery yeah yeah so we'll look it's after quite it long, for a bit it? 230 meters is it or 70 70 feet or meters I've, yeah I've, but, you know, you've, but it's long. long. You've exaggerated the size of it's it, it's fine. It's 70 metres, we are prone to do that as men. Yeah, but, 70 um, metres, yes. 70 <laughs> metres. Yeah. But, but that's bigger than the channel, because I did think we could maybe share it if it's long well, enough. That's a good idea, but I mean, it might not be robust it, it enough. It takes a yeah. while to go round. And they're saying, yeah. when, when slash if we do get it, in Britain, yeah. where is it going to be displayed? A lot of people are saying, oh, but it's in London, everything's in London. I've had a bit of a brainwave. If go there's on. any of the powers that be that are listening... Unlikely, but go for it. Alton Towers. Oh. Put it alongside a roller coaster. <laughs> we'll all be able to see it. It'll be a bit like the conveyor yeah, belt. It's the like the travelator for the crown jewels. Yeah. Very safe bet for Alton Towers, who've been mm. in a yeah. bit of trouble of late. So, you know, they'll still sell candy floss and mouse mats, but they'll mm. get the history crowd in as well. I we'll love that idea. They could have Simon Sharma on the roller coaster, <laughs> giving one of his little speeches about history. Yeah. It'd be great. I mean, it, I, I mean, they are talking about, yeah, is it the British Museum they've said it's going to be displayed oh, is at? It? Oh. I think they're deciding. I think <laughs> Sorry, Hastings well, won it. I just like the fact that the Alan is such a British Museum hater. You went, oh, you tutted. It's all London, isn't it? It's London, what about Alton Towers or the North? Or okay. Hastings? You know, let's give it to Hastings, you're right. I mean, it's not my decision, <laughs> thankfully. And then with Hastings, you'll be able to compare it to the real place. See how yes, accurate yes, it is. You can <laughs> like, like historic photos. Yeah. When you say, see how accurate it is, I think the yeah. answer is not very accurate at all. Yeah, I'm not A sure. 70 metre area of Hastings. I'm not sure they yeah. focused on the background that much. <laughs> People just look at you. Is this landscape? No, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you don't know what Hastings I don't know how many people worked on it at any given time but you see the other thing Hundreds. I heard is that it was actually technically it, it was made here made I in believe Britain. yeah made in Britain made in people Britain. have spoken it says it on the back there's a little sticker so I'm just saying will we give it back once it's here we might not we'll you know see what, how it goes you know what we're like with artefacts <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of Emmanuel though wouldn't you no I'd like to get on the right side. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, I, I do apologise. Oh, you're doing that thing. <laughs> I know, it's terrible. I don't know how to get out of it now. Get me out of it. It's terrible. Just press a button. Shall I? 
Okay, I'm yeah. doing it. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You're listening to the Frank Skinner Show, but Frank's not here this morning. Love you, mean it, Frank. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I'm here with Alan Cochran. Good morning. Morning. I'm here with Gareth Richards. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to put it out there, see how it went. All right, parts for the conversation. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm starting for you. We, um, um, we've been talking about underwhelming landmarks. Yes, we have um, been. We wrote off uh, the, the Tower of London. Yes. We wrote off the Bio Tapestry. We I did. Mean, we didn't write them off. Embroidery. We just didn't give it a five-star review on TripAdvisor. <laughs> yeah. True. I didn't uh, even get on to the Eiffel Tower. But can I just say, electricity pylon in a public information <laughs> film. Good um, point. Thank you. 759 has said the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> The Sistine Chapel, where the fingers touch. Utterly underwhelming and barely discernible. All the best. That's a bold move. A good one. I, I like it. Are we like going it. to be in trouble this morning for sort of desecrating culture? I Possibly, but I think that's part of commercial radio's job, isn't it? OK, yes, you're right, actually. Absolute radio, desecrating I mean, culture. I mean, are we here to advance? Since time immemorial. Um, 057, I know don't necessarily always read out this sort of thing, but morning, please could you give us a shout-out because I'm marrying the wonderful Tom today and I'm currently getting ready with my fab bridesmaids and mum. I can't wait to be Mrs Land. Love, Ches which is nice, but another overrated landmark, marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I did wonder for a moment why you were reading that. Who's no, getting married? Chaz and Dave? Chaz. Okay. Chaz and Chaz and Tom. I was just confused about it. Snooker yeah. loopy. Oh, well, uh, that's uh, lovely. Chaz and Tom are very excited for their big day, but, you know... Uh, Oh. Limit your expectations. <laughs> wow, That's I hope everything's wonderful. all right at home. In the Richards household. How's I, everything in the Cockrell household? The Cockrell household is is all right. I'm um I'm enjoying I've I mean I've had a bit of an anus horribilis exercise. A bit wise. of an anus horribilis, oh, it doesn't can, work. You can get some cream for in that. The, uh, in the new year. I've I've had I've had a problem with this <laughs> this year with exercise. It's been jinxed. What's first, happened? Well, first of all I had um you know a problem. Let's let's call it a, a tummy problem, and uh, oh. so I couldn't train. And then then I had an incident, an embarrassing incident. I uh, well, the tummy problem was quite embarrassing. I tried to do, you know, so I sometimes go upstairs and do a workout with a kettlebell. Um, and uh, if you don't know what a kettlebell is, it's like isn't a, that two different things? It's like yeah. a cannonball. It's like a cannonball it. with a handle on it that you right. swing and sometimes lie on yes, the floor I'm and get up and down with that with sort that. of. Yeah. So I put one of those on the floor, started to do some warming up exercises, mm. um, and then thought, oh, I'll lie on the floor. You know when you lie on the floor um, and you bridge your hips up? So I'll do some bridges. So I'd forgotten that I'd put the heavy kettlebell behind me, and I went to fall back onto the floor, and I cracked my head on a 24-kilo lump of steel oh, and thought, I honestly thought me. I was going to pass out. Um and even though my wife was in the same building as me, our home... She I didn't come to your aid. No, I phoned her from upstairs. <laughs> I didn't dare get up and then walk down the stairs. I phoned her and went, could you come upstairs and check on me, please? Bye. Like that. Because <laughs> I, I thought, if I now, like, nod off, they're downstairs watching a film. Oh, yeah, Daddy's been doing a really long workout. He's I been like, up there for three hours. I like, like you phoning her. It's slightly sort of Donald and Melania relationship. It was, it was a bit melodramatic, but then I was very concerned that I might get a concussion um, mm because concussions are scary and dangerous and yes. I googled them 
And, uh, While you the, were lying on the floor? No, a bit later <laughs> right. when I'd come around a little bit more. I didn't go out or anything. I didn't pass out. No. But mm. I did worry about having a concussion and I Googled them and the symptoms, it said, of concussions can be um, moodiness. Uh, <laughs> Check. Pr- prone to ill temper and, and being kind of depressing company and occasionally making sexually inappropriate <laughs> remarks. So, hang on. Check, check, check. Yeah, I'm a bit worried I've had concussion for about 30 years and made quite a good living out of it. Yeah, yeah. Have all comedians, are they all exactly. suffering from concussion at my head? It's a bit of me that's worried by that. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were over at Cockrell Towers. Indeed. Um, which doesn't have a travelator. No, it, uh, it's got a stupid man in it that bashed his own head on a on a bit of exercise. I don't believe in New Year's resolutions, but if I was to have one this year, it would be mm. keep the dangerous exercise equipment where you can see it before you fall backwards. That's... I, mean, I think it's a that's bit a very specific, but a very mm. good resolution. Yeah, but I don't really believe in them. I think they're um, they're a thing that stupid people do. Um, wow! <laughs> but since the knock on the head, you can run with it. <laughs> I can actually do them. I heard an interesting thing. Um, I think people set themselves stupid uh, resolutions yes. that they then can't fulfil. Like I don't like the vague. lemming nature of the time they're of year. Often either. too vague. Yeah, and people do that thing of oh, everyone else is doing dry January. Why don't I do January? Like just you know. Well, that's why I say my New Year's resolution. I've said this before. I'm going to take up smoking. Good for just you. Just to see the faces that would be on great. them. <laughs> but I heard somebody saying a thing about one word resolutions. Have you heard this? Where no. you just think of a word that you need more of in your life and then you have that as like an overarching theme. Vocabulary. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So it's quite good fun. I mean, it's it's known on this show that I'm a fan of double denim. So this year, my resolution could be denim and I could just like really enjoy it and get stuck in. But I like that because you've kept it realistic. I mean, mine would be tights. But I appreciate that's not very glamorous. You can't wear those all year round, can you? I thought you had a rule. You, you watch me. Was I thought there was like you know you can only wear them after certain leaves have fallen and before the. <laughs> no, isn't you there can't. Some kind of... No, it's about Labor Day, yeah. which is an American tradition. So the idea being that you shouldn't, shouldn't be... wear tights if you're given in Labor. No, you can't. They don't mean Quite that, Gareth. In its own way. I think well, it's no tights after Labor Day, and I think that falls at a time. So I, I'm not quite sure of the exact date. I'm sure one of our readers will tell us but it's to do with the fact that you can't wear them too heavily into the summer months right do you see and then they banned them entirely and they said they weren't chic Meghan Markle I noticed wasn't wearing a tight can I just say the engagement photos which didn't go down very well with the Queen isn't there a problem with your system which is that America has different different weather systems than us I know but darling fashion is international yeah, but weather isn't. Like, if I start applying rules for what I wear by my cousins in Australia, I don't I'm going to be care. in trouble. I get led. Yeah, but we don't take any notice of seasons, really. I really? mean, they, yeah, we don't. You oh. just you try and go from one heated in interior case, to another. A lot of stuff is reduced in TK Maxx for the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> it says past season on the label. So, have you got your now, resolutions when, now? Yeah, yeah. Just I say, I, when we're talking broadly about fashion, if you're getting your guidance from TK Maxx for that, Alan. <laughs> yeah, good point. I don't want to burst anyone's bubbles, but we so, may be talking about different worlds. <laughs> one word resolutions. Yeah. I'm still thinking about because I think you can oh. choose your New Year's resolution. Yes. As long as you do it by the end of January, you're fine. A lot of people think you have to pick it by the 1st of January. I don't agree. So I'm considering... Concussion? 
Concussion was one of them. <laughs> I was also thinking something that I don't do that I should add in. Right. Prayer. Oh. Well, what's Frank going to say? I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Oh, no, you've said it now, love. I mean, what's Frank going to say about this? I don't know. Be delighted. You're right. I think he's going to be so happy. This, You know what? This is such big news. (laughs) I'm giving it the town crier. Oh, that's good. Okay, calm down, dear. Cochrane turns to prayer. Is that a kettlebell? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just repeatedly in the back of my head. Just to taunt you with your injury. Yeah. I'm going to get catchphrase. I'm going to invent a catchphrase and become a comedian that's got a catchphrase okay. this year. I thought you were right. just blurting that out like Roy Walker. <laughs> My I... own idea was, I can't believe you get me for this money. <laughs> that was what I was going to repeatedly say. Like, every you know what I like? I can't believe you get me for this money. Well, what do you think of that? I quite like that. Do you like it, Gareth? Um, I don't He's know not sure. if the audience likes seeing behind the curtain that much. <laughs> Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Um, Karen Morgan has tweeted us saying, patiently waiting to hear um, what Emily's got to... Sorry. (laughs) It's a tweet, so it says, patiently waiting to hear at Divine Miss M Mm. give her opinion on Prince William's hair this weekend at Frank on the Radio. I don't think she means his son. That. No. Oh, oh lovely. Yeah, thank you. Lovely. Thank you very much. H-A-R-E. Good night. Well, this Rather is going to go well because there's a lot of hairdressing puns, aren't there, with the salons? Million hairs. Um, Indeed. He's gone. Well, thank you for that because I do have quite a lot to say, as you can imagine. Yeah. He's gone for the buzz cut. I he think has it's indeed. called Ask the Youth Correspondents on the t- Yes, they're nodding. Uh, I mean, it's a bit army, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the but royals have often got a bit military about them. They're that a bit, I don't know, but I've been told. Yeah, right. And yeah. they've got that going on. He wears uniform a lot, though. Yeah. Oh, yes, he does. It's a bit, but what he's gone, it's a bit, you know, I would say he was at the stage prior to this buzz cut. You know Die Hard with a Vengeance when Bruce Willis is clinging on to the last embers? Yes. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's just thought, no, I'm going to be liberated from the the daily comb-over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I think it's the best thing he's done. I, I think, think he looks great. fabulous. It's wonderful. I think it really looks good. <laughs> I don't I'm think so it was deliberate, though. I don't think it's deliberate. Do I think you know? it's happened because he's posh. I think his his hairdresser said, how are you? And he began an anecdote <laughs> by going, one, and he just thought, oh, one all over, all right. And he did it. That's, I think that's fine work. I, I like that. You're having that. Yeah, I'm enjoying that. I think I might be having that out. But I like, I mean, doesn't he look great? He looks he like, looks I want really to play Diana Ross's I'm Coming Out <laughs> because he feels like a new man. <laughs> I don't think that's the story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be front page news. The other front page news was that it cost 180. How much? That's, yeah. That, by the way, that's someone's suggestion for my catchphrase. Okay. How much? <laughs> well, I think good. that's great for your catchphrase. I think yeah, it's been done by, Has other, it? by other northerners, yeah. Oh, you don't want to do a Pasquale. No, I'm not doing that. Um, but the haircut cost one hundred and eighty pounds. Yes, not one pound eighty. Well, yes, we we use pounds in this country. No, but oh, I sound a bit Brexit. By Bournemouth prices, that's a bit pricey. That is a bit pricey. <laughs> There's a place in well, Huddersfield is. that if um, if uh, Wills is listening. Prince William, Wills. <laughs> That's what people <laughs> called him in the papers 20 years ago when he was a boy. <laughs> Will, shy die. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a place in Huddersfield that um, I'm going to say balding men frequent um, where... Uh, Get me there. Where a buzz cut will cost you £3. 
Three pounds. And the line... Three pounds. The line-up is just all bald men that just they take a flat cap off and then they get their hair buzz cut and they're out in about 30 seconds it's a pretty good hourly rate is it right said fred go there i think everyone goes there if they're in that area can i just say something there there has been um some heated debates about the 180 (laughs) yeah and my answer to these people is this you're paying in this instance he's paying i would say 20 pounds for the haircut and 160 pounds for the hair not to be sold on ebay oh do you yeah. see yeah so it's the price of discretion i say that although they had dead sell stories in the newspapers <laughs> yeah but you know he's a king where's he gonna go he can't go to the barbers come on well i would say i would see your three pounds for a buzz cut and say for like 15 quid or something you can get the clippers yourself and if he's doing some, that I've like some, yeah he could do that himself sometimes sometimes i'll I do, do that for him i do beard and head myself yeah it's can i just easy. say gareth you cutting wills's hair i mean you know i'd pay to watch that <laughs> Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're talking about Prince William, or Wills, as you called him out. I did. Uh, and his new haircut, which we seem to all be unanimously fans of. A fan of the haircut, not a fan of the price. £180 is too much, but I did a bit of research on it, and apparently your typical human head has got 100,000 hair follicles... So maybe he's paying per hair. <laughs> maybe it's like a pound a hair or a penny a hair. It is expensive, yeah. Al. Well, I grant you. I Russell grant you. But <laughs> I, what I will say is that don't you think this is a superb role model for your balding man? Yeah. You know, you don't have to do a Wayne Rooney. No, it's it's. It's good. expensive and the recovery time is long. Just you know. I embrace mean, your baldness. It shows incredibly, incredible fortitude of character that he's mm. stuck with the baldness because you would think with all the resources at his disposal, he well, could have something could be done. Well, he's yeah, not yeah, short you... of headgear. Yeah, he could have had a... <laughs> I mean, I just never take the crown off. You know how some men I who are having hair loss keep skin them... ones are realistic. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, not yeah, you really could probably have borrowed one of those from a friend. <laughs> just keep the crown on at all times. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't technically it, have it yet, does he? He's waiting for his dad no, to... Uh, but, you know... You know, his gran and his dad are in the way of the constant <laughs> crown-wearing for him. Suggest- <laughs> I like the idea of them being in the way. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. suggestion, Gareth. too, that he's done it because of the taunting from his brother. I did not like this taunting story. No. No, I didn't like the sound of that. I mean, they're all... Ta- I kind of cope Even with it we've from done the brothers... It. But apparently even Meghan Markle was teasing him. She yeah. got him, like, a ginger hair hat wig thing. And I think he ought to have been <laughs> like, hey, you've yeah, only just joined that, yeah. this family, love, and you're yeah. American and a divorcee, so wind your neck in. <laughs> well, I think she's probably... Because it says that Kate has t- uh, taken the mick out of him, that they were on some, you know, shaking well, hands allowed. with people. And yes, but she's there allowed. was some she's alpaca fur, and she gave it to him and said, you need this more than me. Oh, um, good which, gag. Great gag. <laughs> and I'm then, fine with that gag in cruel. a relationship. And then, I mean, there's an element of cruelty there. Yeah, Relationships is, should is, have I don't, that. I, <laughs> I don't see Will finding any of this funny. If it was me, no. I would have zero sense of humour on this. And then Harry, like, to some guy in Barbados is making jokes when Will's behind Will's back. Yeah. And I mean, back in the day, he would be in the tower for that sort of thing. On the trap later. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> in the tower yeah, on the travelator. Travelator to the scaffold. I think, <laughs> yes, I think you're right. It sounds like that would be an undignified way to go, wouldn't it? Do I have to go on the travelator? I want the dignity of yes. the walk. I heard Anne Boleyn got a walk. No, it's modernised now. You have to go on the travelator. Um... <laughs> I and just, I think Megan's just trying to fit uh, fit in and got him and went too far. Yes, oh. like yes. got him a ginger, one of those Scottish ginger. Like, She's called tartan. her friends and said, "This will be hilarious." I, I, I don't think Will likes me. What can I do? Yeah, and then she's really had a mare. She's got <laughs> she's got a bit thirsty for the friendship. Yeah, and she's overstepped the mark. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Overstepped the Markle. Yeah, that she's overstepped the Markle. for you. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's, that's going to be the first time that happens. I'm just saying that's a potential mm. catchphrase. I love it. It's not as good as how much. <laughs> Nothing is. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. In other royal news, actually, there was a story which I also enjoyed, which was there's been a list released of the gifts that they receive every year. Did you boys see this? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, because they have to declare gifts when they get them. So yes. there's a, yeah, they I'm can't glad I go. don't, I tell you. Some Although of the things I, I got. Can I just say I've enjoyed my week wearing new bamboo socks that were sent to the show last week. We did get those, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they've gone down very well. Um, very well. But some of them... I can only imagine how the royal family are feeling with some of the plunder they've got. Wow. What about... These are just some of my favourites. The Queen, purple fleece dog bed, brooches and a silk scarf. It's, it's all gone a bit Tory MP's wife. Brilliant. But a purple fleece dog bed... I mean, I could for, do with that. Do you think that's for her dogs, or do you think she has for a the go corgis? I don't know, but I mean, what her some of her stuff? She got some great stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of the haul was good. Duke of Edinburgh travel backgammon and a cloak. Oh, the cloak sounds awesome. <laughs> what though. the? Yeah. The cloak Why? sounds fantastic. It's described as a traditional Spanish cloak by the King oh. and Queen of Spain, featuring a standing Feet. collar. Feet collar. And a crimson velvet lining and was finished with a silver Salamanca-style clasp. And then the article <sighs> I read said, as an official gift, the cloak belongs to the nation. <laughs> so that why, means we can all wear why it. Why can't we all have a go in it? Like, well, we're going form to. Form an orderly queue. They could put it somewhere in the Tower of London, with one of their spare rooms. Yeah. You can have a shot of the cloak got and the then room. go on to the uh, boring Can bits. we apply? I'm asking the producer. If it belongs to the nation, we could apply. I think I'm just should. saying, a certain person who's not here today has a birthday coming up. And loves a cloak. He loves He's a cloak. cloak. He's, What's uh, the clasp again? Salamanca? Yeah. Oh, I don't know Did what I that means, it? but I love it. Did I mispronounce it? You what about... No, no, I enjoyed it. I wanted to hear it again because oh, I didn't know. Okay. I like the idea of the standing collar, like Dracula. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. They're giving him an element so, of... So practical. It's almost as Sounds if they like see him real... as a slightly sinister character. <laughs> or a glam rock figure. <laughs> Whichever. <laughs> and suggesting that he likes playing games and disguise. Yeah. I don't know where they got that idea from. Um, my other favourite haul was Prince Andrew's. Oh, yeah. Panda decoration and a prosthetic hand. <laughs> he got given a prosthetic hand? Yes, from a Leeds Technology okay. Centre. In case oh. he goes too near a panda. I thought he just vigorously shook the hand of somebody that was an amputee. <laughs> also, oh, took what it. does panda well, decoration... Oh, you, you can have that if you want. I've got loads I'm having of them. that. Does panda decoration... I mean, if that meant a panda was sent round to do your painting and decorating, I'd like oh, that. Yeah. Mm. But I don't know how that sounds. That could just be a brooch. 
But the prosthetic hand, if I was going to give that to any member of the royal family, I don't think Prince Andrew is the most responsible. (laughs) I'm just saying I think it could be coming out parties, that's all. Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're talking about the royal gift list. I have to say, the Queen also got uh, a union flag from Major Tim... Peaks spacesuit. Can I just say that's one thing the Queen doesn't need? She doesn't is need a that. union flag. She's got a few of those. That's a bit calls to Newcastle. She's got some of those as well, I would imagine. I imagine. But don't give the Queen a union flag because that will get re gifted. Mm-hmm. Someone else is going to end up with that in their stocking. Although that particular one, I wonder if she's. She might have had to label it like the special <laughs> union flag that Tim Peake took to space. MTP. Well, it's, it's a, it was a badge, wasn't it, on his oh, uniform? Right. Yeah, yeah. So she can, you oh, know. Ambassador, you're so spoiling it, us. So it onto one of her cloaks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a ripped off old on badge. So onto a swimsuit. Also, <laughs> Prince Charles. <laughs> Prince Charles was gifted 57 books during the period of time that we're discussing. And Lovely. I wonder oh. what kind of gift receiver he is. I wonder if at any point oh, he yes. went, do you have this on the Kindle? <laughs> I, I'm on the road, travelling a lot. 57. Is a lot. Yeah, but he would have been on, like, he would have been meeting these dignitaries in their countries, a lot of them. Yeah, 57's a lot. Oh, yeah, he strikes me as a reader, though. And me, yeah. But are they ours, too? Yeah, it's like a library. We've got access to those books. He could set up a little library, couldn't he? He's got a little library. Prince George got a dream catcher. That's a bit we fed the neighbour's cat, isn't it? That's what you bring back. And no one wants that. Come on. Yeah, then, you know, let him have his dreams, for goodness sake. (laughs) Don't tread on his dreams. Princess Royal, I mean, she was, I was going to say up there, but down there with Prince Andrew on the gift front. Model tractor and a DVD of the Scottish Fiddle Orchestra. Oh dear, <laughs> lovely. Um, Meghan Markle was um, given an apron. Yeah, I so don't. To say welcome oh, to Britain and our gender politics. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that in the modern era. Well, you say that, but the Duke and Duchess of Cornwall got a set of tied wooden brooms. Now, the one thing I would say about brooms is I don't think you want them tied together. It's not very useful. At least distribute mm. them, and a bar- and a bag of lentils. Bag of lentils. Yeah. They were going to a cafe in um Is it a vegan cafe or something? Ugh. Bag of lentils. Don't upset them. Don't the, um, upset them. The, the apron, I noticed, had an M on it. It didn't even have, like, a French maid depicted on the front. Or, you know, you can yeah, get those naked. aprons that have got a picture of, like, a bikini outfit, which yeah. that would have been a bit of fun. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah. Or, like a, like, a mat, you know... A man with a hairy chest. Yeah, yeah. She also got a leather passport holder, <laughs> which nothing says "go back home." <laughs> You'll be needing this, love. No, but the leather's nice. Yeah, leather. Maybe that was one of Frank's friends in the uh, SNM community. <laughs> Talking of Frank, he will be back next week. Um, coming up is Sarah Champion. Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> That's one of Frank's. That's one of Frank's. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much, Gareth. Thank you so much, Alan. We'll be seeing you. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio.